This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All is history. Adrian with his 10th career Grand Slam. He turns this game around. It's 5-2 Texas, and Globe Life Park is on its feet. And, of course, we have those highlights exclusively because we are the home of the World Series champs. And last night, as expected, Adrian Beltre, first one into Cooperstown. He got 95% of the vote. He'll be going in with Joe Maurer. Uh, along with Jim Leland, longtime Pirates man. You think of Jim Leland instantly with the Pirates or the Tigers? Uh, or the Marlins. Or the Marlins. Uh, I would say, ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I think Pirates probably, only because I think there's still footage of him smoking a cigarette in the dugout with the Yeah, Pirates. just big, big sniff of that mustache. Yep. <laughs> See what, that, see what that what that one else smells mm-hmm. like. I uh, I always thought of him as Marlins, and that was the team he spent the least with. But that's that was when I became like had any sort of awareness, introduction, consciousness in him was being the manager of the Marlins. And also, how crazy it is to me that he's what eighty years old now, and how he looked eighty years old with the Marlins, and continued to look eighty years yeah. old all the way up. Like he didn't he he got he looked so old. With the Marlins and then never aged past that. So it'll be Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton. And we are counting down the top moments, your top memories of Adrian Beltre's career on the home of the Rangers on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. I grabbed the top 10 list from MLB.com. See if you agree, disagree. Let's go backwards throughout the show. Number 10, they put frenemies, Beltre and Felix Hernandez. Okay. All right. I mean. Yeah. Like the good nature jawing, the back and forth. Uh, Felix held him to a 226 batting average while striking Beltre out 10 times. Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> Number nine, walk-off homers. His nine walk-offs are four shy of Jim Tomei's all-time MLB record. And I would have to go and look at the clutch numbers, but it did also feel like on top of everything else, Adrian Beltre came up in big he moments. Did. Absolutely did. No doubt. Yeah, he was he was big time, for the, especially here in Texas. I, I mean, obviously, like, there weren't a ton of big moments he got the opportunity to do in Seattle or anything else, but, like, while he was here in Texas, absolutely. So walk-off homers, number nine. Number eight, Beltre helps the Rangers clinch the AL West in 2015. Uh, after missing the playoffs the previous two seasons, they got hot down the stretch, took a one-game lead into the division final day of the regular season. They were facing the Angels. They even took an early lead on a pool holes two-run homer off of Cole Hamels in the first. 
And then Adrian, go-ahead two-run shot, opposite field off Garrett Richards in the fifth. Biggest hit of what turned out to be a 9-2 win, and the Rangers went back to the postseason. I'll be totally honest. Don't even remember that game. I don't. Okay. Because it was, I, I, and it's just, it's one of those things where I remember a ton of moments with Adrian Beltre, the game against Tampa, the, and ultimately ended up meaning mm-hmm. nothing, but him and Cruz going back to back in the seventh inning of World Series game six, just the different things that he's done. That one is not one that stands out to me, probably because it was nine to two. Home run king from 2004, his last in a Dodgers uniform. Only bonds at the peak of his powers prevented Beltre from winning the NL MVP, but he did come away with the home run crowd. He had 48, Bonds had 45, Pujols and Adam Dunn each had 46, also hit a career best 334 That's and right reached here. the 200 hit mark. For the first and only time. And that that was the, the contract year. It was his best year. He had a ripped up ankle of that year, too. He was playing on a bum ankle for most of the season. And that was also a year where people started to chatter. That was that was the chatter year. Number six, first MLB home run. The first of 477. And it happened in Arlington. June 30th, 1998. Coming here for his first career road trip, and he hit it off of Bobby Witt. Rick Helling. Oh, oh, Rick Helling, okay. A lot, a lot of people hit him off Rick Helling. <laughs> so those are MLB.com's 10 through 6 for the official Hall of Famer. All right, good stuff. Uh, he is a uh, no-doubt Hall of Famer. If you didn't vote for him, you had a uh, either uh, just you were trying to get other people voted in or you were making a statement about PED users. That's really it. And a- really Adrian last night, oh, yeah, 14 people. Buster Olney was going off about this this morning, calling it inexplicable. 19 votes. 19 voters did not sign up Beltrade to go in. Yeah, I mean, look, you could say this about everybody um, except Rivera, who was the only one that got 100%. Like, you know, you're, we never do this in any other sports. We don't know the the the, the voting in the, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's the, 40 or so voters. We don't know if 36 said thumbs up and 12 said no. We have no idea. Yeah, I mean, baseball and, and baseball voters will, like, obviously make it public on their own and do things like that. And so that's that's part of – I actually appreciate it. I like it. I enjoy the, the transparency yeah. to know the numbers and how a lot of those writers step out there and show it right. on their own. But, yeah, we don't know that. We, we just know it was a – when you get to a certain point, it's a yay or nay, and we don't have any clue exactly yeah. how much they and passed. Look, I mean, if, if but a lot of baseball voters will have they carry grudges. Like if they covered you and they didn't like you, they may not vote for you for your first time. Just as uh, that that's their own like your form of punishment as a player is that you didn't talk to the media member, and then when it gets around to the Hall of Fame, the media guy has all the power and they exercise it, and it's it's stupid. But I mean, they've they've made the rules the way they are. Albert Bell gets that. A lot that people are just like, you're a jackass. I'm never voting for you. It doesn't matter how good you were. You were a jerk. What does last night say about the direction of the steroid sentiment? Uh, I mean, nothing really. Like, A-Rod and Manny are the guys that, uh, it, and I think Costa said, if they had protein shakes, they're in at 100% of the vote. Like, nobody would have not voted for A-Rod uh, if, if he did not do PEDs. Whether you didn't like him or not, you couldn't deny him. Uh, it, and he is at, he's not even at 40%. Uh, it's going to be very, their, their sled is going to be very, very difficult. The only thing that will get them in is the younger voter generally doesn't care. Um, they care, I, I should say, they care less. 
The older voter really cares about PEDs. The younger voter's like, eh, whatever. Um, so I, I think that's the only the, their only chance is to get the older guys out of there, but they're not going to go anywhere. I mean, Manny and A-Rod, both their voting totals dropped this year. Yeah. So they went down, which is – and, I mean, the, those Boston riders who we know for sure voted for A-Rod, I mean, they're older voters. I do think that there's they're, – they're, even though it is younger voters who may not care, I mean, it may be a thing where there was enough damage done – to their reputation like younger voters grew up with that influence over them and they may have it you may have a harder right. time trying to shake that and, and real quick i think with a-rod and manny correct me if i'm wrong they're repeat offenders on this and meaning what they they didn't just stop like they did it again right a-rod got multiple times oh yeah and so did manny like the other guys bonds you could say you could make the case well you know he did it and then he stopped whatever and also they were also after the the 03 sample or the 01 sample. So that that anything that happened before then, I think some of the voters would have been like, eh, whatever. Even though those guys didn't get in, they had a much higher per- percentage as Bonds did, at least. McGuire. To the ice. Pass for Wyatt Johnson and behind Wolfe Hintz came in front. They couldn't clear and they score. Wow. Boy, Costin thought he had it cleared. He didn't. And the Dallas Stars have the lead 3-2. Two early goals in the middle stanza. Red Wings television with the call that to hang on for this one. They were up by three. They won the game in the second period with 25 shots on net and four goals. Wyatt Johnson has been amazing since moving on to the first line with Robo and Hints. In five games together, the trios combined for eight goals and 20 points. The Stars pick up five out of a possible eight points on the four-game road trip back in action tomorrow night at the AAC against Anaheim. There is a fresh Spits and Suds recapping this game, along with a fresh Craig Ludwig episode as well. Yeah, it, um, that's Detroit's decent. You want to win road games. They finished off their um, uh, their road trip in a much better spot than it could have been. And now it gets back to a game you got to win with Anaheim uh, because they're not very good, and you you do not want to stay you know fall any further behind uh, anybody else like Colorado or Minnesota or something like that. You don't want to fall any further, or well, sorry, Winnipeg. You don't want to fall further behind. You got to keep pace. The Dallas Mavericks are going to take on the hot Phoenix Suns, right? One of the more anticipated teams this year after the Bradley Beal trade. Uh, they've won six in a row. They are six in the West. They finally have everybody healthy. How is it working out? in the stat sheet for all these guys. Uh, The other night, Durant dropped 43 on the Bulls. The other guys scored like 18 and 19. On the season, KD is at 29 and a half. Booker is at 26 and a half. Beal is at 18. Grayson Allen at 14. Eric Gordon is still playing. Grayson Allen. Nurkic is there. And this is going to be another litmus test for the Mavericks after they failed the Celtics one. So we'll see so tonight. Mavericks looking for some revenge today. No, it's Suns looking for some revenge, Peyton, because the Mavericks beat the Suns by 14 a couple weeks back. I don't have that drop. Sorry. So what an awful drop. Gosh, pick up your game, Peyton. Grayson Allen. This game is going to be on ABC. Will Doc Rivers be on the call? Because the story is that Doc Rivers could be replacing Adrian Griffin, who the Bucks fired yesterday halfway into his first season. How are you going to go? And I, I thought Doc was done. After last year, after another disappointment, after it was another game seven, another blown lead, Doc Rivers is going to get another chance. And if if you're him, you have to take it. I mean, you know that you're going to have a great team and you're going to have a chance to win a title. 
you have to take it. But my gosh, I can't imagine. Um, I mean, and Adrian Griffin, like, you know, that, that poor dude, he's out there 43 games in. He's going to get fired already with 30 wins in, thir- in 43 games. You're getting fired? Like, who did you tick off? Was it Giannis? Is that who you bothered? Had Gosh, to be. It has to be, right? Because, I mean, that's that's who controls everything there for them. Like, like that's the guy who they they follow his lead. They don't want to rock the boat too much with them. What I think is is wild is the report that Doc Rivers was brought in to be, like, an informer, informal consultant for Adrian Griffin just a couple weeks back, and all of a sudden he has his job. Like, oh, like, yeah, I just want to be a consultant. Be a That's great it. job. There's a guy named Rick Scott. Rick Scott, a, man. Rick Scott. It's ah, Florida governor, yeah. Rick Scott. Not Rick Scott, the Florida governor. Going around, consulting with radio stations. Just listen for a day. Give your advice and your thoughts. Rolling out to the next city. Are you kidding me? Oh, this is, this is, what this reminds me of, honestly, is there's a something that occurs in NFL circles that families will often hire lawyers to do searches for them, to find the right agent when they're coming out in the NFL draft. And it's common for that lawyer to eventually go, you know who you should hire? You should uh you should hire me. I should I should represent yeah. you. And then the family goes, Oh, that's a good idea. So the Bucks bring him in to be a consultant. Then what? Did Doc Rivers go like, you know what, my constant I sh- I should take this job. I you guys would be a lot better with me. Fire him. Let me do it. Speaking of the Suns, Kevin Durant responded. Yeah, so there was that article written on AZ Central uh saying he was confused why he's not in the GOAT conversation, and he said, because I went to the Warriors, why shouldn't I be in that? That's the question you should ask. Why not? What haven't I done? Uh, at Jacob the Clipper, Clippers fan. Love him. And look, Kevin Durant loves to Google his own name, but this guy actually tagged KD, so he wanted the smoke. He wanted Kevin to see this when he woke up. Hey, KD Trey, would MJ be the GOAT convo if you left the Bulls in 1990 and joined the bad boy Pistons? Or if LeBron left the Cavs and joined the big three of the Celtics in 2010 and won a couple, I'll answer this one for you. Hell no. Mm. Kevin Durant, 9.41 a.m. <laughs> he woke up. Went, I mean, he wasn't even out of bed. Probably still in whatever he was wearing at bed. Somewhere nothing, somewhere something, somewhere a lot. Who knows? Hope you didn't wear nothing last night like usual with the uh, Rhea. I did wear nothing. I did wear nothing. I did wear nothing. I mean, I didn't. I didn't poop the bed. You don't know. You woke up in the dark. You said you have diarrhea this morning from Bobby's burritos. I do. I do have it. Yeah, you're Um, you're cut out of breakfast, by the way. Yeah, cut out. That was insulting. It It was. was. He 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 let off. I mean, it was very good. It just you know it killed me. Anyway, he goes. He responds to Jacob the Clipper. I can sit at any table at any time. And talk basketball comfortably with anybody that has played the game. But Jacob the Clipper said I couldn't. <laughs> Nobody knows you, bro. Move around. You have no credentials in my world. <laughs> Sister. Oh, he chose he, he, he chose oh, violence man. a little bit there. N- Nobody knows you, bro. Move around. Apparently, Brian Broadus chose violence as well against Stephen Jones and the Cowboys. I can't wait to hear this for the first time. The broadest cowboy rant from yesterday starts off the expressway. Commercial free with Sean and RJ next. Good. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Metroplex Hump Day edition of Sean, RJ, and Roberto here on your home of the Rangers and Cowboys. This is the Expressway. We are commercial free for the next 40 minutes or 35 minutes. If you want to be technical, I know some people on the fan text say you still break at 754. So we're commercial free for the next half hour plus. And yesterday, the Tolos alerted me on Twitter that Brian Broadus had gone on a rant. Did, and I don't think anyone heard this live because I texted the rest of you. Pepe went and got it. Anything else you need to say or set up before we play it, Bobby? No, I, I, I started to listen to it yesterday, and I saw on the YouTube after it had been posted for four hours, it had like 15,000 views. So oh. I know it's gone super viral on the YouTube page. Okay, <laughs> let's hear it. Brian brought us apparently talking about Stephen Jones. This is Stephen Jones's team yeah. right now, and 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 if and if Jerry's number one fault is handing it off to somebody that's ultra conservative that way, yeah, then then go ahead and blame him. But right now, I I I think the blame's going the wrong direction here myself. So it needs to be Stephen. Stephen needs to be in the blame. I think St- I think yeah. yeah. I think I think when you start to talk about when they don't want to change. They Both don't want Bill Belichick walking in here or Jim Harbaugh walking in here and saying, we need to do this differently personnel-wise. I don't like the way we're doing this personnel-wise. You know, I don't like this. I don't. They don't want that. They don't want that. It's easy for them now. Mike's not going to get in their way about personnel. Mike's not going to get in their way and say, oh, well, you know, like I want him to go in there and say, hey, we need to do something different here. He's not. He's not going to do it different. It's totally comfortable for the way that these guys operate now. It is. They don't have anybody questioning their personnel moves. They get to draft. They get to sign players, their own players. They don't do things that the guy in Philadelphia does or people who are fighting for their jobs. That's what this football team is. They've handed it off from a guy who used to do crazy-ass things, and I was part of the crazy-ass things he did. Heck yeah, you were. You know, and it, you know what? You the crazy-ass... I almost said an S-word there. The <laughs> crazy-ass stuff will get you fired, you know? But he handed it off, and that's where we are now. That's where we are with this football team. They don't want to change because it's it's they could operate in the way that they're comfortable operating, you know? That's the whole... Yeah. That's the problem. And it ain't Jerry. Jerry's just stepping back. He's 81 years old, but he still has all the titles and stuff. But he ain't in there rolling up his sleeves, doing the nuts and bolts stuff. It's Stephen Jones doing this stuff. Woo. BB. Well done. Well done from the G-Bag Nation. You know, that's unfortunate to hear. Um, What's that? No, go on. What did you say? I said, whoa, whoa. Oh, because, you know, if you are 
dominating and you're winning and meeting your standard, fine. Keep keep the same thing going. But, you know, our, our first day in radio here with our first boss is like, you guys are going to have to, like, change five to ten times in your career. You're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to change, right? You got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And the impression that I'm getting from Broadus, I hope I'm relaying it correctly, is that they'd rather be more comfortable with the setup and situation the way it is than get uncomfortable and actually win something legit. And that's really disheartening to hear as a fan. That's very disheartening as a fan base, if that is true. Look, I know a real easy way to get uncomfortable. Go on a long journey for an elite quarterback. (laughs) Sorry about that. But, like, it's it's like, look, is, is, is the definition of comfort not... Just say, hey, look, we, we know we're going to win 12 games with Mike and Dak. Let's bring them both back. That's comfort. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really advocating saying, like, you know, like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, there's a ceiling with Dak, and there's a ceiling with Dak and Mike together, and there's a ceiling with Mike. Uh, but this is, like, the, the absolute comfort is bringing both back together because you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a 12-win team. Yeah. And, and I understand the philosophy of, hey, th- throw a dart. Get me in the tournament. Throw a dart. Yeah. You know, maybe I get a. Uh, Let's we be thought, the Lions, right? I mean, the, the, the Lions got be the Lions, be the Bucks. Yep, the Lions needed one upset. They needed one upset. I mean, they needed to win a tough game against the Rams. Yeah, but then it all it took was one upset for them to go from playing a road game against Dallas to a home game against Baker Mayfield. Well, what they need now is just one upset. They're 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 one upset away against San Fran from being in the Super yeah. Bowl, and so That's you it. can take that approach. Mm-hmm. Right, you can get invited to the party, or you can be the master of ceremonies. And it sounds like Stephen and them are fine just being invited to the party. It's so frustrating to look at because of this. Is that regardless of what somebody thinks of Dak or whatever else, like he clearly played up near a top three MVP candidate level this year, and he. Plays he's played at high levels before. He consistently has played below that at the playoff run. So like at that point you just say like okay is it the stage or like 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 what's the issue here? The problem is that they they always swap out this or that or like okay this is the issue this offseason we're gonna fix that this is the issue this yeah. offseason we're gonna fix that and then it proves that none of it's there. It really does feel like this just unattainable issue or or unidentifiable issue that's out there and I don't know what it is that just prevents them from playing up to that level and I don't know there's no easy fix for it. I I'm I'm going to be incredibly curious to see in 5 weeks when they're in Indianapolis and they stand up there like they do every off season and go like here's our top agenda item like a couple of years ago, was, we got to be tougher. We got to be more physical. We need glass eaters. And then last year it was, we got to lower these interceptions. We got to run the ball better. We got to change up the offense. Like, I don't know what convincing Nothing. off-season issue you can present Nothing. in five all weeks. Talk. But, all talk. Yeah, and they'll have to, they'll have to give us something because they always do. Yeah. But I don't know what in the world they're potentially, because it's like, it felt like you covered a lot of the thing. I, my guess is they're going to say, run. Run game, man. Both sides of the ball. Got to stop the run. Got to got to run the ball better. That is our our mission. I thought this that was last year. On I thought that was last year's reason for Kellen being gone. I mean, yeah. Want to run the damn ball? You know, Romo used to say, "Yeah, the goal is just to get better at one thing each year." It was either Romo or Dirk. I can't remember. They're both the same. 
Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> Same number of titles. It may, it, may have been, it may have been Dirk, actually. It just said get better at one thing each year. Um, organizationally, you can get better at multiple things. It had to be just one. You had to limit it to just one. Cowboys just zone in on one different thing every year. I will say the, 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 the follow-up question. Go ahead, Bobby. I, I was just going to say, I will say that if you, and I know this is very off-putting to you, Chop, but if you look at the four teams that are left in the playoffs right now, one common thing, like, they all have different things in common. But if you want to say, what's one common thing that they all have that Dallas does not? They all have really, really good linebackers. Like, all of them. Like, like Dallas, San Francisco, Baltimore, we yeah. already know about their guys. Detroit went and spent draft capital on Jack Campbell. And Alex Anzalone had a really nice year. Kansas City's got Nick Bolton. They've gotten really good linebacker play. Really good linebackers in the middle of those defenses. And so, I mean, that may be something that they have to adjust to. But if they, if they don't buy into the value of investing in linebacker near the top, which is something you would agree with, I know, Chop, but if they don't buy into that, I don't know that fundamentally you can change their mind on that. Well, I mean, they, they changed their mind on on one technique, right? They, they drafted one in the first round. Right. But the, Dan Quinn has always had the view that one techniques matter. Sure. If, Dan, if Dan Quinn has not viewed linebacker as, as important as... I mean, the, he had Bobby Wagner. Right, but where was he taken? He's third round, Wagner. Um, second, he was a second. Second, rounder. yeah. I mean, like you can. That's the thing. I think you can get like the difference between great, elite, and great at that one position is far different than the difference between elite and great at another. And like, can you find great somewhere else? Well, let's talk about more of the overall approach. I guess the follow-up question of the, to this is: Should Stephen Jones be questioning himself? How, to what degree? Of course, you question yourself when you keep coming up short, right? You should. If you have enough pride, but to to what level? To what degree? Ryan has Stephen Jones up on the fan cam. I don't know. It's like this guy's a sorcerer. <laughs> he 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 somehow he he's got a he's got a Dion Warwick ball back there at the hotline. He can just predict the future. I don't know how he. I didn't even t- I didn't even tell him we were going to do this, and he's showing Stephen Jones up there before I say his name. Dion Warwick. <laughs> yeah. Is it Warwick? Warwick? No, it's Warwick. No, it's Dion Warwick. It's Dion Warwick. You're right. right. I don't know any other fortune teller, like the predictor, the mediums, like the media. Right? Yeah. yeah. Dion Warwick was a singer. I know, but Dion Warwick had a yeah psychic hotline or something. Psychic hotline. I think yeah. Was, yeah. You don't remember that? No. I don't remember anything no. about her being a singer. I'm not. I know she was, but she's more known for, I believe, psychic hotline. Please confirm this, so I didn't misrepresent yeah, I, her. I, 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 look, I. I, I I thought Dion Warwick is the for- fortune, the future teller. Yeah, Am I crazy? So, yeah, it's a psych- it was a psychic friends network. Yes! <laughs> it was a psychic friends yeah, network. Yeah, no one thinks so, that Dion Warwick I get, is a I get Miss Cleo. I would, you say Dion Warwick, I think singer. So she did like infomercials for yeah. the psychic friends network. There's some Tyler guy, medium, Amanda always watches. I say he's, you know, he's a crook. Um, but anyway, <laughs> to what degree should Stephen Jones be questioning himself? I have put together 12 win rosters. Everyone every year looks at us as a top five talented team in the league. Now, we're obviously missing something, but Bobby, you've talked about it over and over. Like, you know, the Cowboys have talent and they have double-digit win talent to win the division every other year. So how much do you question yourself and be like, why should I blow this up? Why should I wreck this? Because we're 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 not exactly where we want to be, but we're we're, we're a playoff team. We're twelve win team is no joke. Twelve win team. No, it's the three straight years. I mean, come on now, that's freaking impressive. It, it's very impressive. They, they they've done a good job of it. 
And then you got to figure, you've got to really figure out what the main reason why they have failed is. And, and like, it could be a number of reasons sometimes in some game. And then that's the thing with judging it by just playoff games in any game, the faults could be thrown on multiple, you know, this game, this year could be Mike. The previous year could be Dak. The previous year could be Zeke. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it could, or Kellen, it could have been anything. You, you could throw these things on different people every time. You know, what's interesting is consistently Garrett, when, when Garrett was here, there was never really questions about culture or effort. Like we always said, like they never quit on Garrett, everything like that. But one of the things that drove people nuts about Garrett was him and his coaching staff seemed to have way too much interest in their personnel evaluations. And we would feel like at times, like, why is there this, this war between the personnel department and the coaching staff? Why are we letting the coaching staff, Rod Marinelli, who, who we love Rod Marinelli, uh, listener to this station, listener to this show. Oh, wow. we, but why are we letting Rod Marinelli or Chris Richard or Jason Garrett or Scott Linham, like pick players over the, these evaluators who have figured it out. So now we've got a staff that in large part has, it feels like, kind of step back and let the evaluators pick it, and you like that because now the talent's built up, but now you consistently feel like there have been too many times where the preparation's not right or the culture's not right. Like, it makes me wonder, like, if you could have gotten culture, like, like, could Garrett have potentially, like, or not even Garrett, just anybody, would culture, is culture the biggest thing that's just missing at this point? Like, do you need somebody to come in here and basically get out of the way, let the personnel department pick the players and everything else, and then have a coach here who's going to instill preparation and culture and toughness and effort above scheme because you've got the players to make it work. I thought their culture was good with Garrett. I know that's what I'm saying is that culture was good with Garrett, but a lot of times got too involved meddling in terms of trying to have a voice in personnel and not just letting the scouts do their job. So you end up with Taco Charlton's and Tristan Hills. I think this needs to be a collection of badasses that don't go to jail. That's what I want. This is about running to help Dak, stopping run, toughness. Toughness and quarterback play in the big playoff moments, those are my top two things. It's just not they're they're tough. They're not they're not a tough enough and a dumb football team. Yes. Little small details. They always they always come up short. They just do. And I think that they like each other a lot. I think they like McCarthy. I just think it's a little bit too comfortable. I think that the players in the locker room are as comfortable as Steven and the front office are. I think they in 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 and I just think that they all like each other, but sometimes you know, you need, you know, what does Steinbrenner say about smooth, lead, uh, smooth follow, sailing? Lead, follow, uh, you say lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. Or smooth, smooth uh, sails, smooth waters, <laughs> make for no sail. The boat doesn't go anywhere <laughs> yeah, when the water isn't there. Let you know see. what I mean? It's but, a saying. But, I'm just going to Google Steinbrenner boat quote. Bro, yeah, bro. Steinbrenner would, would say, right, you need rough water. It'll come in here on the text. Peyton, let me know when it does. You need some rough waters for the boat to move. Broadus and I were talking about this yesterday on Love the Star, which is out now. Uh, Peyton actually got on top of things and posted it this morning. Uh, we actually are going to record two on Thursday nights. So we'll bank up a few for you guys. Um, Broadus had talked about this yesterday. We were, we were kicking around the idea of how many players would you actually say, like, fit what you're looking for in terms of toughness right now and and intensity and and things like that. And Brian said, I, I think you've got guys who are genuinely like real tough, glass eater, like good culture guys. He's like, but I think you've only got like eight of them. He's like, just from the outside, I look at and I go, Donovan Wilson's tough, Demarcus Lawrence, Jake Ferguson, CeeDee Lamb, 
Dak. Like, I think these are tough guys, but you don't have enough of them. That was Nate Newton's criticism over at DallasCowboys.com for the final month of the season. He's like, you don't have just mean MFers yeah. right mm. now. And San Fran does. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got the Tolo said what it was? Yeah, 469 came in clutch, said smooth waters never made a good sailor. There well, it it, well, it was the other one that was from SI, a ship that sails on a calm sea goes nowhere. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. what I was trying to say, Gilligan. Uh, yeah. The motion of the ocean. That's another one. <laughs> yeah. Trucker to come. Text line. Sean just had a stroke there. Uh, see, smooth waves don't make good sailors. Like there you said, we go. not the size of the boats, the motion of the ocean. There we go. Uh, <laughs> let's see. And then never going to win the big one with Dak. You know what I would like to ask Stephen Jones as well one time? Like, would you ever consider, would there be circumstances where you would fire yourself in some circumstances? <laughs> because Jerry gets that all the time, yeah. right? His answer is no. Like, to me, if you're in that if you're in that position and you are you are not doing what you can in order to try to win the championship, you're failing. But are you just comfortable? Are you just too comfortable? Now how yeah. many it's 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 really irritating. It's really it's it, it's it's it it's is. frustrating. Philosophically, they just believe and and th- their their stance on it philosophically is they're going to have to come to me anyway to get the okay. So I'm just bypassing that. Oh, and, and philosophically, they're saying, uh, name me the general manager firings that took place this offseason. Who got run? Off the top of our heads. Who Tom got- Telesco. Tom Telesco. Uh, Carolina's GM. Yep. And off the uh, off the top of my head, that's the only ones I can remember. I'm sure there are others, but those are the ones right. I know of off so, the top of my head. And, and, and Jerry would say... Okay, what's the hit rate on new GM hires? What's the average time that these general managers stay with their teams? So your way of putting in a so-called GM isn't necessarily the the better one. That's what they that's what they would say. But that's where we are. That's where we are. But 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 my bottom line is nothing they say. I'm done listening to it and 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 believing it. Nothing they say means anything. No, none of it lands. Right? It's like it's it's like your friend who is. Well, I promise, and I this, and I... Mm. Just shut up. Do it. Do it. Talk is cheap. No more. No more of it. And I, like a dummy, waited way too long to finally come to that realization where Bassick and other Tolos are like, dude, uh, we told you this 13 years ago when you started. We told you this every year since. We tell you this every Tuesday at 8.45 or 9 o'clock when Jerry is done with the weekly interview. And I just did not want to believe, and I could not believe that uh, they were fine with the status quo as is. Would they prefer to win the championship? Of course. But is it bugging them enough to drastically change? And right now the clear answer is no. And that is, that's really, 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 that really pisses me off. You know what, you know what I don't, I do, what I would, what would be refreshing to me is like you just say, essentially acknowledging that they know they have to show more than their words. Like I don't want to hear any more, Dak stand up there and say like, well, this damn sure isn't our standard. Like he always likes to throw in the the extra damn into his answer to like really punctuate the seriousness, but like, oh, this damn sure isn't our standard. No, you need to say that this has become the reality of what the standard in your building is. Like this is the standard. If it wasn't the standard, more people would lose their jobs. 
players and coaches. And that, that would happen if that wasn't the standard because you failed to meet whatever this imaginary standard has been for 27 years. I don't want to hear Mike McCarthy get upset about people questioning certain things within the building because it's like, no, because every time you've gotten bowed up about this, it's proven to be wrong. Jerry, I don't want to see Jerry say like, oh, this is the easiest path we've had. Don't talk about easy paths anymore because easy paths have never equated to you changing anything or getting different results over 27 years. So I would like to see them have an awareness of that and an awareness that their words don't matter and say, look, I can argue with you all day long and present my case. The reality is we have to show it and there's no point in trying to convince you otherwise. We just have to convince you with results. It's hump day. Hump day. It's expressway. Expressway. It's chopping it up. All right, here we go, fellas. (laughs) Let's have a little fun today. Have you ever been so drunk yep. that you got shot in the head and didn't realize it for four days? Mm, almost. Never mind. You got hit in the head with a marker yesterday. Yeah, but. you did. No, I was going to say, I've been drunk enough where I almost. Yeah. All right. Papacitos. <laughs> yeah. Papacitos story. <laughs> bang, bang. Uh, 21-year-old Mateus Faccio. That's a fake name. That's a fake name right there. Uh, he said Not he was. Not all ethnic names are fake. Chuck. Sounds like one of those uh, That's very Boston writers who didn't yes. vote for Beltre. Absolutely. Who's a college student? <laughs> Apparently, he thought it was a stone, a bad joke. He's 21 years old. He thought somebody picked up a rock and threw a rock. There was not a noise. Uh, it felt completely normal. He heard absolutely nothing. He's a medical student, uh, and he swims in the ocean on New Year's Eve. He is ringing in the new year. He parted the night away. He drove 193 miles back to his hometown, four and a half hours, meets up with some friends, parties some more, posts a photo of himself two days later on the fourth day, not the third day, Bobby, he rose on the third day, on the fourth day, (laughs) he realized something was wrong. He goes and takes a nap. He wakes up, his arm is feeling a little bit off. I couldn't, I could feel my fingers moving, but I didn't have the confidence to pick anything up. He goes to the hospital. They give him a CT scan, and he has a nine millimeter bullet in his head. Oh, man, this wasn't even like a uh, this wasn't like a little twenty two P shooter either. No, the bullet was compressing his brain in an area close to the region responsible for the movement of his right arm, causing irritation. Uh, I'm he, amazed at the number of people who get shot and don't die. Well, the gun wasn't mine. Yeah. I'm amazed at the people who who go to the hospital for stomach pain and they're pregnant. Oh, are yeah. you? Like when you when you watch, I didn't know I wasn't. I didn't know I was pregnant. Don't you when you watch the episode after hearing? Is there these a show talk, I don't know I was pregnant? Yeah, yeah. When you watch it, don't you come away from that going like, you seem exactly like I would have envisioned the person who didn't know they were pregnant would yeah, be. Yeah, like. I could see that. Uh, you know, like they say, in twenty to thirty days, he'll be fine. Um, the bullet was taken out of his brain to uh, send to police. They have no idea. How it got in there is probably somebody shooting it up in the air from would, miles away. Would you rather get shot in the arm or stabbed? Um, Like anyone who stabs pass. someone. No, not pass. <laughs> anyone who stabs someone, I'm like, forget about just getting the stab, but doing the stabbing. Like, I can't even... I, I I I can't even think about it. You can't think about the 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 force it would take to break no, like through. just the, a knife in, into someone. Like, I think Amanda was watching. Um, dang, what is this girl who just got out of jail? She killed her mom, but the mom like oh, Gypsy Rose. Yes, mm-hmm. and they're talking about, like stabbing. Her. They're like, all right, we finally decided on stabbing. I'm like, what? Wait, I, what? What? Just a knife? 
Yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with knives like that, man. I'm out on knives. Big out on knives. Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, even that Tolo who gave us that knife, like me playing with it, I'm like, I feel oh, like a serial killer. I thought here. I had, I, I feel thought, like a serial killer here, not MacGyver. I thought I had broken that thing, by the way. I was trying to see if I could, uh, switch blade it into a piece of chicken and it would cut through and then it, it broke. And I was like, oh, I broke the knife. And then Tolo Steve had told me, he's like, no, that's a spring mechanism. He's like, just flip it. And so I fixed it, but I just fixed it the other day. I was worried after the last like month that I'd broken it. Oh God. Yeah. I, I mean, I have it. It's in the car, just in case. I need to get out of the car. Like if I'm caught in the steer, the seatbelt, taking it off. I, I... Isn't that why? Isn't, isn't that why? Isn't that why they talk about like stabbings generally? Like show like how personal yeah, a, a killing can be it's because it's like you want close quarters. So in wanna... case your car goes off the cliff here on the bridges into the oceans. You, you you want to cut the seatbelt off? Well, it's so not they for say, like, they, well, it's got the it's got the glass breaker on the on the bottom of it, right? So you break the glass. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you can't get your belt off, like in a, in an accident, you got to cut it off. Okay. Abs- absolutely have to have a knife in the vehicle. Got you lifted, bro. Awful yeah. when you can't get your yeah. belt off. That's right. Um. Okay. So that's this poor guy. Uh. So I don't. They, they don't know how he got shot, but a four day bender. After that, Bobby, we are going on an airplane in less than two weeks. Damn right we are. We could not have picked a worse time. We're oh. going paid, not yet. Yeah, we are. Oh. Yeah. Because the- uh, Most of the station is going. We're not sure about some. Because the uh, Southwest <laughs> Airlines flight attendants are striking? No, not because the flight attendants are striking. Because there appears to be a problem on an airplane literally every day. So this flight that was bound for New York City, a Virgin Atlantic flight, was leaving Manchester in the United Kingdom. A British traveler named Phil looks out the window. What does he notice on the wing, Bobby? A person. Four bolts were missing from the from the oh wing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he looks out the window and he he says he says to his uh, flying partner, uh, it was his it was his girl. She she started to panic. He was trying to put her mind at ease, so he alerts the flight attendant. Engineers go out there. They carry out the maintenance on this Airbus A three thirty. And they cancel the flight. They they get them on a different plane. Like, like they later on that day, there was four bolts missing on the freaking wing. And we are talking about a couple of weeks after the Alaska Airlines door flew off, the plug door just falls off, and then reports that they found a ton of loose bolts on other planes' plug doors within all the airlines. What do you think the station would say if you're like, I'm now petrified to fly? I I, 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 don't, I don't think they would force you. Yeah. There I, you go, Bassick. I'll get a broadest cruiser. There you go, Wolchuk. Those are your outs. You can just say, I'm terrified. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, like, each... Now, now listen. There were 119 bolts on the wing in this one area. There, there were four missing. It was probably wasn't going anywhere. But still, you can't have missing bolts on an airplane. No, but I also want to, like, like, even as paranoid as I am, I'm not investigating for every bolt. Like, like, is it? Does this guy like know planes really well? Did he know exactly where to look? Like, okay, where's the missing bolt? Where's just like, yeah. I, I remember there was um one of our listeners, Trey, had said that he's a welder, and he mentioned that like every restaurant that he's in, he just starts like examining the roof and seeing like all the awful welding and businesses, and how he's like, how yeah. is this thing holding up? And so I, this sounds like a guy who he must know planes. He must because like. That was on the top of the wing. Like, pilots don't walk on the wing before a flight. They're not, like, they're not getting up there walking on top of the wing. I, I, I will say, every, I, no joke, like, this is part of my uh, my hypochondria, like, it extends to this. I Every single plane I've ever got on, I feel like is going, it's going to go down. Of course you do. Like, every single one. I walk on it, and I go, like, 
Yeah, I could envision, like, as I'm passing people, I'm like, do these look like, do we look like a group of people that would yeah. go down? And Mom will see What does that mean? Like, what, I'm not, what, like what, I, what were you thinking when you're looking at the people that you're walking on the plane? Like, as I, as I look, no, not like that, Sean Sharif. I say that when I look at it, I look at it and I say, I could see all of our faces on the front of the Dallas Morning News is what I mean. If I get a collection, that, that that's how I feel. All right. Well, let's go closer to home than Manchester, England. Austin, Texas. Flight was headed from Austin to Charlotte. It was an American Airlines flight, Sean. And they diverted to Houston. Thanks for saying American to me after right? Bobby. <laughs> now, why? 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 Because in the first 30 minutes after takeoff, the oven caught on fire on the plane. So you're just sitting there. The oven? The oven. You're just sitting there. I didn't even, I thought they just microwave. Microwave. Something. All of a sudden, you're sitting there on the airplane, and you're just like, oh, man, we're past the first six minutes, Bobby. Yeah, I, I thought sailing. it was three. Apparently, it is six. Yeah, we're past the first six minutes. We are smooth sailing. Here's the fire on the plane, thanks to the oven, which has got to be a scary thing. Uh, you get the the. What, 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 how, what, I mean, I can't ask Bobby. He's always on the Cowboys charter, but what, what, what's the status of like food on planes these days? If you get a meal, where first are we class, with that? First class. Yeah, but the quality. of Oh, it. it's it's Stouffer's or whatever. You know what I mean? It's Hungry not- man, is that isn't that what you eat? No, uh, not anymore. No. Not anymore. Oh, because your girlfriend cooks for you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. We followed each other she on Twitter, by the way. Drops it off in, your, in front of your door. What? We've, we've refollowed each other on Twitter, by the way, Peyton, me and Mackenzie. So. Why did you stop following? Yeah. Because it was a power move. I was waiting for her to follow me back, it's and as soon as she did, I unfollowed her last time. Oh. I'll, I'll text her right now to tell her to unfollow you. She listens to me. <laughs> yeah. Not no, after no, Saturday. I'm on fire. We don't worry. We are not on a uh, a plug door plane. Are you sure? Have you inspected it? Are we on the max? We're not. We're on a we're, the only plug doors on the extended narrow bodies. We're not on an extended narrow body. We're on a, a seven hundred, so we're good. Uh, the Stanley Cups, not the Stanley Cup, but the Stanley Cups. Oh my gosh, these things have taken over and consumed my life. So do you have any? Does, does uh, Amanda has some? one? Good lord, the real that's like or the her knockoff? number one Christmas gift that she wanted. I think it, I'm pretty sure it's a real one. Okay, so kids are being like brutally bullied. For middle schoolers, for having... Who is responsible for popularizing this? And why are they different? How are they different from Yeti? Someone, please explain to me, this giant gargantuan cup is, like, so desired by everyone, and even kids. Like, someone is making this a cool, popular thing to get that kids are fighting over I think it's a little bit bigger than that. Okay. All right. I don't know that I want it bigger. Why why do I, why am I like, oh, yeah, let me walk around with this freaking Disney cup, this 7 Eleven triple big gulp. Yeah, the giant Stanley cup. Uh, It's got the, it's got a bigger handle. So, like, your hand can fit in that, but mine can't. There we go. Uh, It's got got bigger, and and the straw, the straw sets it apart. The straw looks uh, stupid. It's a huge straw. Like, you could suck anything through the straw. I bet you can. And it is, it is. Bobby, when he makes, like he's on the way to making the joke. Sure, you don't have to like jump in in point two seconds to be like hornball obvious, like I a comedian. To. Like he, let him deliver the joke. You don't have to step on it. You don't have to step on it so quick to be funny, guy. <laughs> Jesus, this is so, why Amanda thinks I'm not funny. Middle schoolers, I are, should read you the text yesterday. I got oh simultaneous gosh. text from her and my father-in-law during your ALS I want to see it. Oh, my Send gosh. it to me. Send it to oh me. Oh, my nope. God. Send it to me. It'll scar you. Send so it to me. middle schoolers are being bullied for having fake Stanley tumblers. Sarah's got, a, like, a, a knockoff. It was, like, 10 bucks. And by the way, hot take, I'll probably get in trouble. Guys, 
guys don't and shouldn't be drinking out of straws like that. Oh. That's a girl thing. It's a good way to get your water in. That's a girl thing. Cancel me. It's a good way to get your Cancel water in. Cancel me for straws. But, you know, <laughs> any straw? Big, you know, no, those straws. Those straws. Those, uh, you know, those those big, big ass, you know, like theme park straws. It's a big straw. That's a big straw. It's a big straw. Guys don't drink like that. I think, mm. I think, the, uh, I think the cocktail straw is far more offensive. The man. little small ones? The little sm- if you drink like a gin and tonic mm. or a whatever, vodka. Yeah. And those paper recyclable straws, they're out, out too. I'm out. I'm I just out didn't feel things. like it's a man card violation, maybe for any straw. Fast food straw, that's it. That's it. Apologies to the turtles. Yeah. Apologies to the turtles. But so middle schoolers are being uh, bullied to the point where there's this, this parent. And why parents, are the kids taking... Why are cu- these cups in school anyway? Oh, my kids, they all take Everybody takes a water bottle to school. The, what? Yeah, yeah, my kid takes, but both of my kids have water bottles. They can school. take water bottles. Yeah, oh, yeah. They take water. Yeah, they're not drinking out of the faucets there. The Tap fa- water. The pff, f- kidding me? <laughs> not in there. But you don't get either. any drinks until re- lunch. That's the way that's the way it's always no, that's been. Why you have water in your you have water no, in, we, uh, in no, your No, you never you was able to bring your own drink to class. We you also gotta, we didn't have water bottles back then. I never saw a water bottle back well, then. Well, I couldn't bring a thermos. I couldn't sit in my class with a thermos. I, uh, they, they, well, you, you get I mean, to just drink on your own concoction in class You now? bring snacks now. Everybody brings snacks. Snacks? Oh, yeah. My, You're kid, joking. You're trolling me. me. Yeah, uh, they do. Like a granola bar. You get day. to have your own snacks and food in class? Yeah, there's they like a they snack. There's like teach a anymore. There's like a snack time. There's no teaching. They don't sit up. Yeah, in front but of the you class don't get to. Teach. But are you sitting in history class and I can eat a fig Newton? I mean, Jacob probably is because he breaks the rules. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, in regularly. In no, general. I don't. I don't think you can yeah, just you like. Can, I don't think no, you, you can just can't break it up and start in math eating class whenever. and eat a pop tart. I, I my kids. Now. All I know is they bring uh, like a, a couple of things like snacks with them every day. As far as I know, probably for lunch. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But they bring their water bottle. But anyway. There's the parents. water bottle. My right. God, this Those dehydration. Uh, this one family, a 16 year old girl in Birmingham, Alabama. Her parents have purchased her 67 Stanley tumblers. They're 45 dollars a piece. Wow, 50 dollars for the limited release. They have spent about Ooh. three grand on every possible color and size of the Stanley tumblers. What, is she gonna resell them? Uh, no, she's just going to bring them to school every day and oh, act sh- cool. Show it in your face. Yeah, right there. Rub it like in your that. face. I got the new style. That is. This is insane. I hate those parents. I hate those parents. This is insane. I don't get it. I don't get it. Expressway, chopping it up. Hump day. Hump day. Here on Sean and RJ. It's DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. Is Kellen Moore about to be unemployed? And is there any way, any way, that you consider bringing him back here. Why isn't Bill Belichick hired yet? Did the Cowboys make the right move? We'll take you around the rest of the NFL after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 